What's up, sports fans? It's your host, Jordan, of After the Kids Go to Sleep podcast. I am back. I went MIA for a few days, but that is okay because I am back today. I hope everyone in California is safe with all the rainstorms going on there. I know Arizona is going to get some of that rainfall here in the next few hours and coming days. So please drive safe, remain safe. There's some crazy weather going on out there in today's world. In less serious news, let's hop over to the sports side. Last time I left off, the Suns beat the Brooklyn Nets in Durant's homecoming to Brooklyn. A good win for the Suns. Unfortunately, they couldn't follow that up. They went to Atlanta and did not play well. They didn't bring the energy, the focus needed to beat a Atlanta Hawks team that is down this year, even though they do have Trey Young. And with that being said, Trey Young is an absolute stud. So if you don't bring your focus, he is going to stick it to you. And he did just that. So the Suns leave ATL with a loss. Then they traveled to Washington to play the Wizards in Bradley Beal's homecoming. Bradley Beal drops 40 plus points. The Suns just were more talented than the Wizards who were resting Kyle Kuzma due to an injury, and they walk out of Washington with a victory very easily, able to rest their starters in the fourth quarter, which is needed because tonight they welcome a familiar foe and one that you can't really get revenge on unless you beat them in the finals this year, the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks come to town with Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So it should be a showdown tonight as the big three face off against the Bucks' big two. I think the Suns, if they come out with the right mindset, they play good defense, Nurkic hits the boards hard, and if Bradley Beal can keep his hot shooting hand, I don't know if the Bucks have an answer for the Suns offensively, but I'll be looking for if the Suns can get stops in the fourth quarter and also to see if their offense does not go stagnant in the fourth quarter. If those two things can happen, I do like the Suns' chances of winning tonight. The Bucks are a little bit beat up, but I do hope they come with a full squad so we can kind of get a gauge of where the Suns are at right now in the season. The reason I want this gauge is because the trade deadline is coming up in 48 hours. And I want to know what the Suns need moving forward to compete for a championship. There's a lot of rumors floating around of who the Suns might be interested in. But tonight would be a great gauge or a great judgment of what you need. If the Suns were to get smacked by the Bucs by 20 points and a blowout loss, then yes, I think there are some definite upgrades to the roster moving forward that need to be made in the next 48 hours. If the Suns beat the Bucs, then maybe the feelings are, okay, we can compete with the top team in the East. We just have to get through the Western Conference, and maybe we can win a championship with the players we have on this roster. Then that trade changes how you view the trade deadline because you can add fringe players to the roster instead of having to make wholesale changes and make really big upgrades. And you want to mortgage your draft capital in the future for right now. You were able to keep that and use that at another time. So it'll be interesting to see how the Suns come out tonight. Next, to college basketball. ASU, I thought they had a very good chance at beating Cal, and I was dead wrong. I do not know what's going on with this ASU squad. I do follow all 
like Sun Devil Source and all the people who follow the team. And it doesn't sound like they have a gauge of what has happened to this team. This team was atop the Pac-12, but then you lose to Oregon, you lose to Oregon State, you lose to Stanford, you lose to Cal, and now you're middle towards the bottom of the Pac-12. So things change quickly. I've said that, that there was a long season ahead. Um, Early in January, I said there's a lot of games to play and things can change and you have to play the long haul. On the flip side of that, U of A at home against Stanford, down 11 at half, they come back and beat Stanford. Now, U of A, early on in January, we're looking like, and I've said on this podcast, maybe they're not going to win the Pac-12 regular season championship just by their play. It looked like Boswell was out of it, Ballo was struggling, and maybe it was just not their year for the Pac-12 championship. And I was hoping that they would go through those struggles now, and by March, they would have it turned around and compete for a championship. Well, how things have changed. You beat Cal in a blowout. You beat Oregon at Oregon. You come back down 11 against Stanford. Now those views have changed and U of A looks like a team that might be on the rise right now. So you got to play the long haul, folks. You can't get too high, too low. I'm not a person who rides the roller coaster. I said that when talking about the Coyotes. I said that when talking about the Suns. I don't like to ride the roller coaster. But it is interesting to see how the season goes on, how things change, and what teams climb the ladder, what teams fall down from the ladder, and what teams are able to recover. I always find that so interesting. Now, I want to go back to something I mentioned because I was really excited for him. I thought he fit the vibes perfectly. Cliff turns down Vegas. So he doesn't get to take his comb over and his sunglasses and his capris to Vegas. He turns down Vegas and he is headed to the Washington Commanders. I am in absolute shock. I thought him to Vegas was a done deal and I love the idea of it. Now, clip to Washington, something to keep in mind is that if he's going to Washington, you have to think that he is going to management and saying, hey, I want Caleb Williams, who I worked with last year at USC. And if he does that and he convinces management at Washington and he convinces the GM to move up to get Caleb Williams, that might hurt the chances of the Cardinals landing the wide receiver wide receiver out of Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr. So that's just something to keep in mind, Cardinals fans, because if Washington does move up, get the number one pick from the Bears and takes Caleb Williams, I don't know how that affects us getting Marvin Harrison Jr. to go along with Kyler Murray, but it doesn't look like it does much good. I think if I was to just guess, it would hurt our chances more than it would help. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Finally, I'll leave you with this. I saw photos, and I've always said this at the end of my last few podcasts, I'm excited for baseball season, and I saw photos of Diamondbacks players arriving to camp Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see that. You got Corbin Carroll there. You got Gabby Moreno there. Man, it is a beautiful sight to see. I definitely want to get out to a few games and watch some spring training because there's just so many teams in the Valley. You got the Kansas City Royals. You got the Seattle Mariners. It's just a great vibe. Awesome time. Sit back, have a beverage, and watch some good baseball. Watch some top-level, maybe talent that's not in the bigs but is going to be in the bigs in a few years. It's just so cool to see. And also, here in the Valley, 
I'll be going. Happy to announce I am going Thursday. Waste Management Open is here. It has arrived. The festivities have begun down in Scottsdale. And on Thursday, the players will tee off and will compete to win the Waste Management Open. If you are out of state and you've never been to the Waste Management Open, I would highly recommend it. You don't even have to be into golf, I tell you. It is a party, and most of the time, you are in this big grass area of all these tents, and you wouldn't even know that there is golf going on around you. So if you are out of state and you're listening to me right now, I would look into it, make the trip down to Arizona, and definitely visit the Waste Management Phoenix Open if you have time. And lastly, I told you in the last podcast I was not going to give you my picks of who was going to win the Super Bowl because it was too early. Well, I'll do it on today's podcast. So here goes. I am taking the San Francisco 49ers over the Kansas City Chiefs because I want to see Brock Purdy, a Phoenix native, attended high school here in Arizona, win the Super Bowl. But, man, am I hesitant to pick this because Patrick Mahomes is absolutely special. And if there's anyone who can get it done, it's him. But I think the San Francisco 49ers behind Kittle, behind McCaffrey, will be too much for an emerging Kansas City defense. And I also like the players on the San Francisco defense to, I'll keyword, contain Mahomes to get them to a Super Bowl championship. But if you look at coaching, and again, another reason why I'm hesitant, I think Kansas City Chiefs coaching staff is or has the upper hand going into this matchup. So 49ers over KC, bookmark it, and you can DM me if you want when I get it wrong. I do not mind, but I'm taking the 49ers over KC in the Super Bowl. That's all I have for you today. Until the kids fall, fall asleep again soon, I will talk to you soon.